A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Day, friends. Part the celestial curtains of your mind as I invite you to probe some very hairy stories this week. And so to get us there, I just wanted to kick off with a little chat about what I did this week. If you like, this is a warning to anyone out there who fancies themselves as something of a spirit medium. You see, it is possible to get carried away, what I call investing spiritual anomaly, into something that really is just corporeal. In other words, getting carried away with some mystical bollocks when really there's nothing paranormal going on at all. Just everyday stuff. Let me explain. Occasionally, and I expect you understand, it can get lonely being surrounded by dead people and that. Whilst I love talking to old deadens about the war and how everything was much better in the olden days, what with, you know, women knowing the place, never being cheeky to policemen, rickets and casual racism and that, I do find from time to time living in the hinterland beyond can get a bit predictable and one may feel like one may want to meet someone, well, le- less dead, more alive for, for, for a kickoff. Yes, I've joined a dating app. Put it this way, instead of thinking left field, I've been swiping right. My profile reads male, 47. Yeah, right. Spirit medium, clairvoyant psychic, would like to meet cuddly lady of similar interest for cuddles, nights in cinema, TV and cuddles. Now, I realise I put in cuddles twice, which obviously was a mistake, not ideal, makes me sound like a sexual pervert, which is a shame. Also, the term cuddly is often a euphemism for clinically or even morbidly obese, which I don't want. So cancel me, I don't want it, sorry. A day later, I got a match from a lady. Let's just call her Emily. Emily Emily B. And a phone call followed. Now, I just want to say that 
I convene with spirit from way beyond our galaxy occasionally. People who are talking to me, yeah, psychically, from a land separated from ours by an impenetrable celestial veil. A cosmic gauze, if you will. And these people can come in crystal clear. For someone like me with a unique gift, communication is vivid. So I was surprised, if not slightly frustrated, with this Emily... B, phoning me on what can only be described as a shit phone. It was an old one. Never mind 5G. This is more like bloody 1A. Put it this way. Huawei would have given up spying for bloody Chinese with one call after this thing. You get a better reception if you were Jimmy Carr turning up at the Appleby Horse Fair. If you get me meaning, me chavvy. <laughs> bloody useless. <laughs> Over the phone, I asked her her interests, and they appeared to be, you know, compatible to mine. Reading, enjoying box sets, going to the cinema, and, you know, watching normal terrestrial telly. On a terrible phone with its crackle and poor signal that cuts out continuously, I could barely make this out. At one stage, I thought, when I asked her about what sort of TV box set she liked, in the crackle, I could have sworn she said, all sorts, but I do like a minge. Turned out it was... I'd like to binge. I can't hear you, I said. Can you speak into the phone or give it a smack? Give in to smack? She said, I nearly gave up. I said, let's stick with it, but it's a bit of a farce. Stick what up my ass? It's a bit of a farce. <laughs> well, we laughed at the crudity. We talked some more about television and film and her interests. Until then, she spouted something utterly terrifying. I like channeling Satan, she said. Unmistakable. What? I like channeling Satan. Well, I'm a spiritual man and I believe in channeling all spirits, but Lucifer himself? No, 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 no way. Lucifer, is it? I said. Luther Blissett, she said. The old Watford player with a fuzzy crackle. What? Pardon? What? Pardon? There was nothing else for it. I made my way over to Rushome, armed with holy water and a Bible, a cross, and, well, a bottle of Pinot Grigio and some Walker sensations. If we did hit it off after the exorcism, you never know. When I arrived on her doorstep, she was nonplussed. Back, devil, I cried, and pushed her backwards into the hallway. She fell, and I pinned her down as I splashed her fervently with holy Evian water that I picked up from the garage. Out, devil, out, I cried, until Emily B... Emily B, let's just call her that, just held me. What are you doing, Clinton? And are these crisps for me? I glared at her. I command you to leave the body of Emily Beast. Shit, I've said her name now, never mind. And with that, Emily grabbed the crisps and the chocolate orange, actually, that I had, you know, in the bag and all, and started laughing. That vicious, red, devilish mouth, wide open. But no, she wasn't expelling Lucifer. Nearly the foul stench of cheese and onion, which is not nice on anyone's breath. You're not in league with Lucifer, I ventured. Hey, no, don't be a twat, she said. You said on the phone you liked channeling Satan. What? No, I was talking about TV. I said, I like Channing Tatum from Magic Mike. He's just done a film called Dog. Shit, really, but I quite liked it. What? Not channeling Satan. No, Channing Tatum. I picked myself up from a hallway and left. 
I won't be seeing Emily B, Emily B again. Not because of the mix-up, more the continued phone signal issue. I mean, you know, I had wanted to see her again, but the arrangements on the phone went wrong, and I, I told her I was in contact with an Icelandic Norse Viking Inuit. She thought I said, a nice dick like an horse, but a fucking idiot, you know. No, it was never going to work with that phone. What a shame. The moral of the story being, never mind communicating with the far-off afterlife. Get yourself a proper bloody phone. Don't be tight with your money. Right, thank you. With me, as ever, is the wonderful uh, Linda Pollock. She's given up the cattery. She's here with me week by week, which you will know, which you will know, those of you who have been tuning in. I've made my presence felt, haven't She's I? made her presence felt. Linda, how have you been, my love? Well, I joined a new club, Clinton. Oh, what club's that? Gin club. <laughs> Trying gin. Flipping Ooh, it. Oh, lovely. Clinton, what? it starts out nice, but it always ends up sad. Why? Oh, that's what it does. Mother's yeah, ruin, isn't it? Yeah, so I might have to knock that on the head. I mean, gin is gin, no matter what the flavouring it was, in. What it? do you do? You sit around with Drinking a lot gin. of... Late, yeah, and apparently getting maudlin. Yeah, mawkish, maudlin, all, all the muzz. Yeah, slagging off blokes mostly which well they've is... given me plenty of material lately let's be honest our paul <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, let's, up that let's not gave up oh, on me. she gave up on you we won't go <clears throat> into that now anyway listen we've also i'll tell you what is good news go on i have sent uh yvette a couple of emails oh. and i've had a little tentative reply now i don't know whether she will come on the show and your job is safe Right. Your job. Oh, I didn't think it, it was it, in danger. No, no. Well, she's well-respected uh, broadcaster, and you are a woman who likes to get pissed on gin and go on about a cattery that failed. But they're only joking. She's crying. Um, yes, yeah, so she might do something, but I have asked her to expand on what she would like to do, and she has been rather reticent yeah. about what... Probably because I call her podcast shite. Yes, exactly. Her agent caught wind of it, of course, didn't she? Oh, that was bloody awful, the agent. You know, but I, look, I've tr- I made a personal approach to her. Uh, someone else who's made a personal approach, wasn't it? You, oh, God. Go on. You picked <laughs> this phone message with, with, with Ruth the other day, oh, which we recorded. God. Yeah. Uh, you better have a listen to this, folks. Hello? Oh. Is, is Linda there? Linda's, she's doing a little bit of work for me at the moment. She's just in the office. Do you remember I did an omelette for you? Yes, I remember the omelette. I remember the... And listen, I, Ruth, if you're going to just phone up and moan about Linda, I'm not really interested. She's doing some work for me. It didn't work out with you, all right? I've seen ghosts. I've seen a ghost. Where? Everywhere. In your house? In your house, Ruth? Up my fanny. What do you mean? Seeing a ghost up my fanny. Can you come and... No, I'm not going to come and exercise any ghosts up your fanny, Ruth. Come on. I can feel it up my fanny. There are no ghosts up your fanny, Ruth. 
I can hear it at my fanny. You should come and check it out. Right, listen, can I tell you something, Ruth? I've been studying the paranormal for many, many years. I'm one of these country's leading practitioners. In all my years, all right, I've heard of people taking people out, being possessed, ghost entering, but not specifically a ghost up someone's fanny. So can you stop messing around, please? I'm not coming around to investigate anything up your female end. It's the first time it's ever happened, I think. It's the first well, it's... time it's gone up a person's fanny and it's mine, Clinton. I'm going now, Ruth. I don't hear any more about ghosts or your... Did you hear it? Don't be silly. Uh, that was it again. Well, what's that? That was a slow ghost. Uh, it's a ghost at my family's to Come and check it out. I'm possessed. I'm going to put the, I'm going to put the phone down. Your fanny is not being possessed. Could you please just put... Could you put the phone down, my love? Right, thank you. So, we'll see where that goes. I will not be exercising that particular demon. Plumbing the depths there. Plumbing the depths, beyond the celestial curtains, very much so in that case. Now, listen, can I just say, if you are there, uh, Ruth... Seen a ghost up my fanny. No, you haven't. Watching Crufts last night. Oh, yeah. We're recording this the day after Crufts. Do you, you like a dog, don't you? Cats mostly, I mostly thing. like cats, but yeah. anything with four legs is all right by me. Oh, I think... It, do, the only thing I think is... Did you watch it last night? I watched one? some of it. Yeah, yeah. I mostly watch it for those funny moments where the dogs do unexpected things because they're so well-trained, aren't they? They've been too well-trained. I like a little bit wild. I mean, my own dog, uh, Miracle... I think that, you know, if she was... There, if there was a category for sliding your bum across the grass oh, in a yeah. rather embarrassing way because of the worms, she would come first off. If there were a category for tummy rubs, tummy rubs and blowing off after she's finished off our Sunday roast, then, yes, she would be best in show. You're still blaming her for that, are you? <laughs> Very much so. They, I think it's funny, though. I This is true, and I know you... Ye of little faith... Um, Linda Pollock uh, I prior to the results and congratulations to the red setter that won last night I heard from a number of well famous famous canines oh yeah who, dead ones dead ones who gave me the nod as soon as when I heard from Goldie uh, Petra Shep Lassie on exactly who would win and I've got to tell you it's a bit like show business very very bitchy literally very I mean, they're always like, oh, that, oh, that Daxon, I don't know she probably thinks she's, oh, in my ear, all this bitching, it's that bloody ground show club, you know what I'm saying? You think they give it up? You think they give it up, but no, no, they're worse up there. But I think the thing that makes me laugh, and I shouldn't, I know it shouldn't, it, it, I know it's a little bit horrible, but you know when you get sort of Peter Purvis, or who's the one who does it now? It's um, Rosenthal, isn't it? Oh, I don't know, I've not watched it since Noakes. Not Blue Peter, I'm talking oh, right. about... Um, can you please kindly keep up? For Christ's sake, Linda. You know, I mean, otherwise I'll have to get this one back. Seen a ghost up my fanny. And we don't want that to happen, do we? Anyway, listen, I digress. Listen, when you get to Peter Purvis or a Jim, well, Jim Rosenthal, I think, did it yesterday did on. When they talk about bitches, it does make me laugh. I know, just the word, though. Doesn't it? Yeah. She's a fun-loving bitch. She's a bubbly bitch. And I'll tell you something else, right? Working on a farm, she's a very, very dirty bitch. 
You know you get that, don't you? <laughs> it's a terrible thing, but, you know, I'm easily pleased. In a ghost up my family. That aside, that aside, um, I just want to say doggy people are funny, aren't they? Do you, you know. Smelly. Smelly, aren't they? I mean, you get these, they're so... Inth- We've had neighbours, you know that, you see over there, that lady the other day when I was sunning my tate. Sunning my winkle. That lady, you know Shirley? Yes. Oh, Shirley Bennett, just round the country. She doesn't listen to this, it don't matter. She's very doggy. What's she got? Oh, God, what's she got? I don't know what it is, but it stinks. And it's on her clothes. Horrible wet nose, leaves hair all over the sofa. Still, her husband loves her, despite that. Um, so, yes, yeah, she, Shirley, and she's, she's looking out. Hello, Shirley! Hi, Shirley, love. All right, she's, oh, I think she's looking out the window there. Anyway, Shirley, she's one of them, mad on her dog. She's got a dog, you know, very mad on her dog. You know, oh, all that's so, oh, all. Bit of a, a Barbara Woodhouse. Woodhouse, yeah. Barbara Woodhouse. And she's one of them, she's like, you know, I've got an old toothbrush, old toothbrush to remove the matted feces from the, from, from the bottom. You know oh that? Oh, my God. Oh, it's bloody disgusting. Although when I was watching Crufts, I was thinking about that. All those long-haired varieties, what a flipping night. They do have to, you do have to get in there. I mean, that's the problem. You do have to get right in there if you want to, uh, you know, clear up a dog's bum. Bloody hell. Let's... Hey, I was in central Manchester once and I oh, saw a on. woman pushing a dog in a push chair and I thought, oh, isn't that stupid? Well... Stupider still. Mm. Dog got out. Oh. And she put the bag under its bottom and no. liked it. For anyone from the podcasting awards who are listening and think that this is a little bit low rent, we're going to move off the poo now and get to other news, which I just want to explain to you. This week, I went to a school reunion. Have you ever been to one? Hell no. No, and I will never, ever go again. I wasn't... I know this is hard to believe, uh, Linda, but I wasn't all that popular at school. You astound me. If I couldn't tell you were being sarcastic, I'd be, I'd be very, very hurt there, or I'd believe you at face value. Yes! When I was... I t- what I do remember, when I was in a junior school, I remember I was very... quite lonely. But if you have a certain gift, Linda, and if you had any gifts, you'd understand that, that people don't appreciate... If you can foresee things that are yeah. going to happen, people don't appreciate... They, they think it's something else. They don't understand that you are touched with greatness. Just think you're weird. They just think you're weird. With a mullet. With a mullet. Well, I didn't have a mullet in them days, you know, I... I had just had beautiful blonde locks, which I have to say, when I went to the reunion, I've still got, of course. Mm. And uh, a lot of people are very fat and bald and grey. Jealous then. Very, very jealous of me. But as I was, I digress. As I, when I was saying, when I was at junior school, I'll never forget, I was a very, very lonely, very lonely child. And I always remember, I did have one friend, one friend, who would come out at lunchtime and play with me for a bit until she had to go in and carry on with her marking. But, you know, it was a very difficult time for me. How were your school days? They were all right, you know. I uh, did all my homework on time. Yeah. Uh, Did quite well. Yeah, Then lads got involved. Yes. It all went up the spout, really. Well, you're here now doing an award-winning podcast talking about... Dog shit. 
last time <laughs> you made a contribution to this. But it was funny. I'll never forget. I mean, wonderful times. When I got a little bit older, you know, if you predict things, it's an innate gift that people don't understand at the end. End of the school term, I predicted that psycho Jerry Dooley from 4F would be voted the hardest bloke in my year. I predicted that. Right. I predicted Peter Reed would leave Bolton Wanderers that season. And when my sister suggested I wore a, a spangly, you know, colourful jacket to the school dance, I successfully predicted that I'd get the shit kicked out of me by Psycho Jerry Dooley from 4F. And I will never forget that day uh, when I wore that jacket to school. I discovered, I, you know, that was that very day I discovered I had the gift of forethought and also that I bruised easily. But seeing these people... If you ever, ever go, Linda, you know, it's a, it, they're all, you know, it's very, very boring mortgage advisor, roofer. There's me, mystical communicator. Can you imagine? Here's the lesson I've learned out of life, Clinton. Go on. You don't want to peak at school. If you peak at school, it's all downhill. What you want to be is a late bloomer. Oh, my God, it's like speaking to Euripides. <laughs> went on too long but the point is <laughs> what valuable advice the other thing what was what I'm saying is there's still time Clinton well for what for, to what to bloom for me to bloom or yeah. for you well all of us well physician heal thy fucking self because I tell you what you done I, I'm done I'm fully bloomed I'm fully bloody bloomed I've gone to seed <laughs> you cheeky bitch <laughs> you know I can get back anytime I like can you go stop my phone Let's not make that happen, Linda. <laughs> you are dispensable. The other thing they didn't like, of course, when, you know, they're, they're all, oh, yeah, how's it going, Clinton? Oh, we love you. Oh, I've been watching your career very, very closely, said no one. But if they had, yeah. they were sort of, do you want a drink? That was it. Do you want a drink? You asked them to get another one for Tarawak. They don't like it. And, and he does like a vodka and cranberry. And a it, real one, though, not yeah. a pretend one. Well, I drink it for him. He's, he's existing through me, but they don't get it. And actually, I, I did invoke, and I shouldn't do this, but I invoked an ancient Inuit charm, like a curse, on a couple of them who had bullied me at school. Steve Peters, he put a, a drawing pin on a bit of blue tack on my chair. Do you remember that old one? Yeah, nasty bugger. Nasty bugger, and I sat on it. And I don't want to carry a grudge all these years, like 37 years later, but let's just see if his fucking legs are still working in three months' time. Bloody hell. Anyway, that was a school reunion. Uh, I want you to tell us about this. before. Let's move on to this one. Wind of change. Read it. Listen to this. This was in... About four people sent this, didn't they, this week I'm to Obsessed. Us. Yeah, You're obsessed. On. I always hoped my Bobby would contact me from the other side to let me know that he was OK. Mm. But I never expected him to do it like this. Right. You see, I think my Bobby's spirit is somehow trapped inside me. Oh, crikey, what's And that he's mean? desperate to get out. Right. Blimey. If you see her, you, you understand why. This is a little personal. We've all been there. <laughs> so I'll try to put it as politely oh, as possible. Here we go. I'm starting right, to realise why go. they're sending this in. Right, go on. I suffer from terrible wind. About your pencil. And when I release it, it's always such a relief. Just to say, this, she's still reading this out, this letter. Yeah, this Sorry. isn't a confession. No, it's not it, it's not it. The other week I was in a toilet cubicle at John oh. Lewis's. What? I do go to John Lewis, I yeah, like it. I know you do, but no one's trying to escape is, from you. Again, this isn't me. The other week I was in a toilet cubicle at John Lewis's making myself comfortable when I released some wind. And I swear I heard the words, help me, <laughs> in my Bobby's slightly muffled voice. It can happen, go on. 
Now I'm convinced he's inside me and he's begging to be released. It's left me terrified to break wind. That's from Susan, not me, 51, from Wolverhampton. I think we've all been... I'm often terrified to break wind, but that's for a slightly different reason. How can a fart sound like, help me? (laughs) Help me, that's something like that. Goodness me. But anyway, she's had this problem. And lots of people sent this to me this week. And I've got to say this, I have done, I know it's, I know it sounds risible, but I have done an experiment with ghosts speaking through flatulence. It is possible, I mean, this is over some years ago, I collected this, go on, what you say, love? Well, I'm just slightly concerned about what's about to happen. Okay, well, let me just... Shall I open a window? (laughs) Open a window? No, this is just, this is a recording, listen to this. Hold on. I think you'll agree that is a standard fart. If the podcast panel are listening, don't worry, this is going somewhere, don't worry. I ran it through some of my machinery. This is the fart reversed. (laughs) Just to give you that again. Stop me if I'm getting too technical. And then you add some sort of reverb to it. And what you may find is if you run it through diagnostic machinery... It may well be Spirit World trying to contact you with some kind of a message, a warning. And I have to run it through a compressor, echo, reverse, slowing it down. I got this. <laughs> Proof positive, a secret message, Paul McCartney is dead. Proof, I think, that there is indeed spirits trying to contact people via the, well, let's call it the conduit of wind. (laughs) Paul McCartney's dead. As clear as crystal, that. Clear as crystal! Now, listen, let's go to this week's phone messages. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One new message. Namaste. Hello, Clinton. Uh, Danny from Charlie here. Um, you message about seeing asking us to leave some stories about, like, you know, spooky, spooky occurrences and that. It's, and it's funny you mentioned, because I was only down Charlie's Cemetery the other night, having a walk through. And uh, I saw I had a, a very spooky occurrence when uh, I saw what would have described as the shadow of a dog. But uh, it, it, some sort of man beast. It was like the body of a. A man with the the body of a dog protruding from its from its uh, sort of crotch. Hi, Clinton. It's Tamina. You might recognise the name. Tamina, Tamina. That's right, yeah. Ramon's cousin, and I work at TripAdvisor. I'm calling about the recently deceased uh, John Crotty. Um, what I'm basically looking to do, this gentleman died in Sheffield, is we're about to do the house clearance. And it would be uh, very beneficial for me if you could get in touch with him. Um, he had quite a large collection of adult movies, some of which I'd lent to him. And I'd really like to understand where they are before we do the house clearance uh, to avoid any embarrassment. Uh, if you could do that, I'm willing to go half as with you. There's stuff from the 70s. We're talking Bush. We're talking... I, uh, something strange happened the other night, so I want to get your thoughts on. I was propped up in a pillow uh, reading a very interesting article on um, on the Everglades, the spooky happenings in the Everglades, when I felt a slight tickling in my ear and I looked and there was nothing there, but the feeling persisted. I turned around again and there was what I can only describe as a, a phantom member or a, a, a poltergeist penis poking through the wall and, and tickling... And we're going to kick off now with a message from a lady called Patty Bouvier. Patty! Patty Bouvier, you're out there. I think she's some kind of professional medium. I'm not... I am not... Now, she is a real... She's the real deal. Right. I just want to say this. Would you like to read this out for us, please? Okay. This is, the, this is me channelling the voice of Patty Bouvier. Patty Bouvier! I was 11 years old going on a get-to-know-you social weekend trip to Wales with my new high school... I took a bag full of alcohol. Hold on. At 11? At 11. Are you sure, Patty? 11, a bag full of... Sounds a bit grown up, doesn't it? Where's she from? I don't know, I get... Kensington or something. I get to know your social weekend with booze at 11. We used to have them down the park. Yeah. White lightning. Yeah, you didn't go and sit by the pool. (laughs) Use the song, little drinky. Oh, see how many stocks and shares are doing at the age of 11. Little drinky, get some booze on a get to know your weekend. Now, we sat on the swings and drew like comedy penises. I think that was standard fare, wasn't it? Well, I think... Anyway, continue. 
and I noticed on the way in there was an amazing country manor yeah. in the distance. Right. Five of us per tent, teachers in cosy wooden lodges. I got me bottles out and got everyone pissed whilst telling ghost stories. At 11. This, this is where it falls apart a bit, but go on. Anyway. Then dared everyone to come out into the dark night through oh. the forest to find this house I'd seen oh, earlier. Oh, put the, put the scary bit up. Put the spooky. Well, bit, bit, bit of echo, bit of echo. To, right, I'll start again. Then dared everyone to come out into the dark night through the forest to find this house I'd seen Ooh. earlier, and we were all running until I spotted the house. Oh. Just approaching, we heard such a growl. Nothing I've ever heard since or before, and we all shat ourselves and ran back. One girl got stuck on a fence and started screaming, which led to teachers coming out with torches. And of course, I was taken oh. away from friends and told to sleep on the cold wooden floor of an oh. empty lodge where lawnmowers were kept after being shouted at, whilst my friends were together back in the tent. Yeah. The teacher on his way out told me to think about what I'd done and how bad it was before switching the light off and leaving the lodge. And I could hear him slagging me off walking away. <laughs> slagging you off at 11? What, what was he slagging you off? It's falling apart a bit, Patty. Go on. In absolute darkness, I lay on a blanket in the corner, completely scared and sobered up. Yeah, that sobered up at 11, yeah. And yeah. footsteps started walking slowly and loud me towards me. Oh. I got unbelievably scared. Yeah, we got that bit, yeah. And stayed completely still, thinking it surely must be a teacher, but I did not hear the door being unlocked. <laughs> I was preparing myself, thinking some teacher was definitely coming over to try something really dodgy. And all of a sudden, it went completely quiet after the footsteps right next to my head stopped. Oh, God. So there's, like, footsteps next to the head. All right, got yeah. it, Patty, go on. I got the courage to take the blanket from my head and there was an almighty swooshing sound and I got a nasty crack in the face. I've had a, oh, I've had a nasty crack in the face before. That, that, that's horrible. I won't, I won't go into that now, but go on. A crack across my face, so hard it was still red days later. Oh, my God. I started hitting out and shouting, but nothing was there. Next minute, the door gets unlocked, lights on, and teacher's running in asking me what's wrong. I told him, and he still left me there. I never went in a school trip again. Needless to say. Now, Patty, turn the effect on. Patty, not being rude, but it all sounds a bit like a dream you had, doesn't it? I'm not saying these things don't happen. I'm not saying that. We, Because I've, honestly, I don't know whether you've been on a school trip where something spooky happens. No. There is something about, try and join in a little bit, Linda. This, <laughs> it's a paranormal podcast, don't matter. But the thing is, we went to the Osborne House, Isle of Wight. Oh, yeah, that's Victoria's Haunted. place. Oh, Victoria's house, that's right. Haunt. I'm not kidding. People have been known to fall downstairs there. Uh, I remember Mr. Clark fell down. Pissed? It pissed out of his head. In the late 70s, they're all pissed. Probably that. They're so lackadaisical. That's what I think about them days. So lackadaisical. It's hard for the kids to appreciate nowadays. I mean, we, 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 oh, we had kids going missing. I remember we went on a school trip to Paris. This is true. I got a can of beer. I was 11 years old. Did you get some of them porno playing cards? Yeah, we had those. We had the pens that you tip upside down and ladies' clothes fall off. Okay. You know, it was absolutely... In those days, it was almost, you know, you're worried now about, oh, God, they can't do this, the kids. Health and safety. You know, and we'd be abseiling with no bloody helmet, chairlifts. It'd be like, are you not taking those knives on the trampoline? You know, why not? Who wants to go on the trampoline while we sprinkle some broken glass? all over the crash mats. Thing is, though, we're, we're all mostly all right, aren't we? Well, we are. I mean, there are some people, for, you know, who are of my age, who are, you know, a little bit damaged in one way or another. I felt your pencil, didn't I?
Ruth Albert for a kickoff. So, listen, this is the other one, the same lady, oh. Patty Bouvier. I'm going to read this round and get, get, get to it a bit quicker. As a child, I had many near-death experiences and a few things happened I can't really explain on here, but I was too experimental as a child and went a bit too far from sticking pieces of antique clocks so far up my nose... In your ghost up my fanny. No, up my nose. And having to operate on, having to be operated on, to take in an overdose of morphine that belonged to me nana, who had recently passed from cancer. I was a very sweet and good child, but always loved just messing about. Anyway, after that episode, having my stomach pumped and dying for a few seconds... Christ knows what that is. I don't know. Don't think you sent me that, Patty. I started waking up at night and seeing... Sp- oh, that's probably when she took the, the, morphine. Over, the morphine. All right, thank you very much. And seeing spirits at the end of my bed. God, this is badly written, isn't also, it? Also, bloody morphine and booze at 11. This girl should have been in care. Yes! No wonder you ended up a bit odd. So anyway, I started waking up seeing spirits at my bed. I'd often sit up and chat to them. My older sister, horrified, in the other bed next to me. My parents were teenage punks and my dad, let's say, had a bit of a reputation and was known and respected by absolutely everyone. But basically, him and my mum used to hear me and both stand outside the door listening. And we were both and were both so freaked out that they tried to push the other one in to check me, both crapping themselves, whilst my sister just sat staring at me, quietly speaking. To ghosts. Hey, huh? Proof. Uh. Wow. Well, that's proof. That's a lady. She had. That can happen. That's proof that someone needed someone to intervene quite a lot earlier in her life and we're, she's bugging well, now. Well, sorry, excuse me. I have the same thing, don't I? I've, I've got Tarawak. I've oh, got Tarawak, haven't oh, yeah, I? You, yeah, of course. You're saying I've not got. Tar- I've well, got. Yeah. I think he's real to you. He's obviously real to you, of course. Well, who's cu- in- All right, whose cup of tea is that? Whose is that? That's your cup of tea. Well, it's Tarawak, is isn't it? it? Yes! You've been drinking it. Well, can I tell you something, Linda? Tarawak's calling you a bit of a piss taker. Oh. He's been watching you in the kitchen. I didn't want to mention this, but he says you've been eating all the Cabri's boasters. Greedy bitch, isn't it? Ter- <laughs> it's not a term I like to use, Linda. But t- he's here now, Tarawak. She's done what? Yeah. Yeah. Didn't wash it up. Yeah, I don't, I'm not saying there's a grass. Wow. But I am I'm just asking. So, let's get this straight. In the ever after, this yeah. lad's floating about spying on women eating biscuits. Well, he's not spying. He's a bloody... He, he lives here. He doesn't live here. He's here. Well, he lives in the hinterland, doesn't right. he? Yeah. Wow, OK. What's that? Hold on, just a sec. What's that, Tarawak? She's what? She is a bit... I'm not saying anything. I'm not going to repeat that. Just saying, in them days, a little bit less PC, weren't they? Out in there in 500 years ago in Iceland. Oh. And he's just saying, if you could, please just wash up a mug when you've used that. Clinton, if you want me to do something, you don't have to talk through Tarawak. You can just directly address it. We're both grown-ups. Well, all right. She's she's coming up rough, Tarawak! Yeah. Could you please not eat all the Cabra's boosters? All right, no problem. Right, okay. I'll bring me own in future. Right. I think they're a bit over-elaborate anyway. In a ghost up my planet. Right, well, that, all that aside then, Linda, it's clear that you don't believe in Tarawak, and he's very pissed off, all right? You're spending okay. a lot of time thinking about me, is what I'm noting. OK. He's telling me to do this. Why don't we do... Why don't we all just right. do this? We're going to do the fortune cookies. All right, my love. Let me just... Great believer in this. Wonderful. Mm. Oh, let me just read this one out first. (laughs) Life without nature is a barren wasteland, dull, 
and uninspiring, which reminds me, I've got a gig in Swindon tomorrow night. What does yours say? Mine says... You know, Buddha said, what you imagine, you create. Oh, yeah. Everything in the universe has a rhythm. And that's... That's by Dr Maya Angelou. Yeah. And if you've got a dream, don't let it fade. And that's from Love Won't Wait by Atomic Kitten. Lovely and wise words there. And to Dave in uh, Forest Hill, who wrote in, I've, I, I have got your email. I just want to say, talking of Atomic Kitten, I've got your dead aunt here. Uh, Irene, and she says, you let her down. She said when she died, she said she wanted something at a cremation, something classy by Kiri Takanawa, not Kerry Katona. There is a fucking difference. Until next time! Thank you very much for having me again, Clinton. Oh, and thank li- you, Tarawak. And Tarawak said, well, begrudgingly, he's saying goodbye. All right, lots of love, people. See you next time. And never forget this. Yeah, right. Clinton Baptiste here, offering you the chance to enjoy my Patreon podcast for free for seven days. So many people have been joining me over there. It's a shame that you're not. Uh, We've got videos, cartoons. We've got uh, all sorts of stuff. uh, All the old back catalogue and a chance for exclusive dibs on tickets before anyone else. Please come to patreon.com forward slash Clinton Baptiste. All right, spirit fading now. See you there. Fady Nail.